All right, Motown Rundown. It is Monday, October 26th, a victory Monday that will live in infamy. Motown Rundown, your home for Detroit sports. If it's your first time, welcome. If, it's your, if you've listened to us before, if you're an uh, award-winning listener, welcome back. Wow, guys, I'm feeling great. This has, been, this has been the best day I've had in a while. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. You ripped me one time. What was it? Was it after the Cardinals game when I said my Monday, you guys said, how's everyone doing or something? And I was like, best day I've had in a while. And you were like, that's no, a tough I, look, Trent. That's sad. I think, that you're, I think come you on. said, Trent, I think you said it was the best day of my life. That, that's not I think what is I said. exactly what came out of your mouth verbatim. It was, I think it was more along the lines, it was the best day I've had in a long time. I don't it's think it's exactly was word for word what Rabs just said, and now yeah. I gotta, which I, no, I, that's I'm, fair. That's fair. You can come best, at Rabs for that. You can jump on. I'm, you well, can jump on me. It's the best day I've had since the, that victory Monday against the Cardinals. So I, I, I'll agree with you. I'm just saying. I'm just simply saying. Is it, it, it consistent? It, is it bad that like Michigan State losing to Rutgers like completely ruined my weekend? Even though the Lions went like kind of neutraled it out, but it's like. I'm 65%. It's still a dark cloud over my head. Yeah, no. It's like it, I'm just – I'm visibly angry about it. The, the added the added venom in the wound is just the fact that we – the, the Michigan State Spartans play Michigan next week. Oh, my God. That, that's the added, like, you know, we just stunk I've already, it up. I've already let you convince myself that we're going to somehow win. It's just – Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, Ryan I'm Collins had a great idiot. tweet. You had a great tweet. We're on to Michigan. Was it you that said that this is the perfect time to play your rival too? Yeah. <laughs> You're right, dude. I You know, here's my theory. Here's my conspiracy theory. I don't think they actually want Rocky to be the starter. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. You played I think they good. got a new guy. They got a, dude. Stop. I think they got he a new did. guy coming out next week. He did not play bad. He was not the reason they lost you, that you game. You mean the you mean the fumble the fumble that he gave up at our own goal line and then he yeah threw, how what, was that his fault when he's getting blindside. blindsided? Because dude, you gotta you gotta feel the guy breathing on you. How about That's how, the, how, how what are you move. talking about? Shimmy, dude, shimmy for me. It was a bum rush. It took two seconds for the pocket yeah, to collapse. I don't I don't fumble there. I got small hands. Okay. <laughs> I feel the rush. Hey, but let's Ryan go. Rivera I want to talk. There. Ryan no, I don't. I don't. Catches the ball against the Bears that DeAndre. Yes, is yes. We all that. catch the ball. I, I, Collins. Let's because you're. I mean, Collins does Spartan Red Zone. Got to plug the uh, the sister podcast. No, no disrespect in calling it a sister podcast. Um, but Collins, I want to get your take on on the Michigan State game. I also want to know what Kelly Collins had to say too after the game because he was probably devastated. Uh I don't know. Because I was with my dad, like I I I came home and we were all like kind of together. We were that all looked so little... fun, by the way. That looked a lot of fun from the Instagram pic that I saw. Will post. I don't even know if he. I don't remember him posting it. I never saw that picture. One of my roommates said that Will posted that. I was like, I don't remember that happening. But uh, um, I mean, just not good. And <laughs> the worst the, the worst part about it. I mean, we talked about this on the Dream White Report. It was just like coaching was the reason they probably lost. Like it, it was a very poorly coached team. So I don't know. It's, it's we're, we're, like I said, we're on to Michigan. Michigan State it's, plus twenty six, lock of the century. That, that was, was a lot of points. Is that what it is? It's twenty five. You oh, gotta jump on that. Gosh, Be on the right the side of that with State. Bet the ranch. Bet the ranch. I, I just can't. I, I can't do it anymore because if I do it and they lose, I it just like doubles. You look like an idiot. You yeah, you look like an idiot. Um, do you want Mel gone? Come on. Are we done no, with Mel already? Mel I'm fine oh, with Mel. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. 
I'll say this though: if they get rolled this weekend, I want I that is not a good sign. Yeah, they got to can't get rolled this weekend or walk away with some positives. There were zero positives after that loss to Rutgers. Zero, none. You could maybe it talk was about like the weirdest quarter. football game I've ever watched it was because so like weird. they like moved the football. Like the, I, I didn't even think about this. Their offense looked way better than it did last year, and I understand oh, yeah. they're playing Rutgers, but like even against Rutgers, the past couple of years they like struggled to score in some games. It looked better, but like seven turnovers. I, I just can't get. How do you turn the ball over seven times against Rutgers? It's just Dude, unacceptable. That, uh, that Reed, that Reed kid from Western was like the best player and the worst player on the field. It was unbelievable. The same, it was I mean, incredible. Yeah. Him and Naylor. He's the Naylor. truth, though. Yeah, Naylor, that was brutal. Can't well, my dad, I, my see, dad that's a punt that I fumbled. It's, it's all or nothing with Reed. It's all or nothing. It's like he's going to take it 40 yards to the house or he's going to fumble. That's what we got. I don't know. It was weird. Their defense didn't look very good. Their O-line stinks again, so that's great. Well, well great they, they, I, I, I didn't – What? What Rebs? I didn't like that they didn't – they don't uh, – they didn't give Elijah Collins the ball very much, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Very weird situation with that. Well, we can leave all this to the Spartan Red Zone podcast. Yeah, I don't know. We, I, I needed to touch on it before we get into the positive. Because no, it, 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 yeah. it definitely it, – it definitely, and especially that Michigan looks like they might be like a top-10 <laughs> team in the country too, didn't help either. So. Yeah. <sighs> but I, I will say to answer to answer your question or whatever you posed earlier about Michigan State ruining your weekend, this Lions win on Sunday. And I texted in this group chat that Trent, for whatever reason, didn't get the text messages because he got – that's – I'm not mad at you, Trent, but when people ruin group chats, it's like my biggest pet peeve. We, the Motown oh, Rundown group chat has been strong and uncompromised for probably two to three years now. And then you go and get a new phone and all of a sudden I get a, I get a text from Trent Col- or Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. That doesn't say Motown yes. Rundown. I freaked out. Okay. But you have to understand and you're, you're forgetting, you're leaving. you you told 95% of the story. I said my bad for making a new chat. I got no, a new I know. phone you're and nothing. I apologize. And we got to move on. You're fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on from it. But I, I texted in the group chat that you said you didn't see. And I said, this, this could be, this was, if not the greatest, one of the greatest Lions victories that I've ever witnessed. And Ryan Collins immediately, shocking, Ryan Collins told me to slam the brakes on that. Trent, yeah, I, you, that's got to be one did, of the greatest I have victories you've ever seen. You know okay, what? It was, reasons. You know what? It, it, it was, I think, it was very un- – first of all, after Gurley sort of touched on, I, I immediately was like, I think Stafford's going to win the game. I thought that in my like, heart of hearts. But when I think of, like, games, I think of, like, that Washington game a couple of years ago where Stafford made that unbelievable throw to Andre Roberts, and then he makes the throw to Bolden with, like, one second at home. Yep. That was a really good win. The Dallas one in, like, 2011. When yeah, it kinda, like, the Browns win. That they were, yeah. 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 Like, there, there, there's – I think there's been a couple other ones that have been like. Well, how about the Falcons like, win from 2014 when Prater missed the field goal, delay a game, back him up five yards, he makes the field goal. That was pretty hype. Yeah, like the London, the London game. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. There's been a lot. They've the Lions have won a lot of games like this. I didn't think it was yeah. like it was vintage Stafford. It was awesome. It was. It was vintage Stafford. It was about as vintage Stafford as you can get. By the way, that Redskins game, ironically, I think there was about – well, it's ironic in two ways, I guess, because they're not the Redskins anymore. And also because I think there was a minute and five seconds left in that game 
uh, when the Lions got the ball back, and there was a minute and four left in this one. But regardless of how you look at it, it's like this this was absolutely a top five exciting win of our lifetime oh, yeah. in the Lions, seriously. Because when you think you've seen it all, when you think you've seen it all, you've seen every possible way the Lions could win and lose a game. You've seen the Lions lead a game for 60 minutes and lose the game. You know, the Rodgers Hill. Oh, yeah. You've seen the Lions at flags. Oh, yeah. You've seen the Lions, you know, make these game-winning drives. You've seen Stafford throw with a separated yep. shoulder. You've seen Stafford win a game with a separated shoulder. You've seen it all, man. And then you haven't. I, and then you haven't because you won a game by letting the other team score. It's absolutely bizarre. I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't think I've been the same since the 10-second runoff. If I'm thinking about, like, my <laughs> fire and passion, I think I, I left it all on the field that day, and I have not been the same. I, ha- I, I don't – I don't think so. I don't think I have the same passion I did. Like, I, I remember it being in my freshman year dorm. All my buddies were visiting for the Notre Dame-Michigan State game. Michigan State got housed that weekend. That probably made me even more depressed. But, like, that 10 center runoff game, I was like, I, I just don't know what just happened. And I, 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 I maybe had, like, three spicy chicken sandwiches and a case calf to drown my <laughs> sorrows. Oh, but, like, yeah. I, I don't think I've been the same since that. You know what? It was like – I, I was fired up. I was, like, animated when Hopkinson caught that ball. I'm, like, in my TV. I'm, like, kissing the TV. I'm, like, at a boy's staff. There's nine. Watching me. Like, I was just fired. I was saying stupid stuff. But, like, I I don't even – I like, Rabs, you're saying it's like one of the most excited ones. It probably is. I just – I don't know what it is. I didn't get up for it. Might have been the fact I was hungover sleeping on my couch, but and you also kind of nailed it with a minute four left and Stafford's got the ball. You're kind of just like, all right, bet. I mean, if Stafford loses, if Stafford loses you the game right there, like maybe Stafford throws a pick or or overthrows a couple deep shots to the end zone or whatever, then I mean, I'd be shocked. We all would be because every time that dude's in that situation, and I know I'm gonna jinx this for like later on this season, but every time you give yeah, him the great. ball. With a minute and a half or less left on the clock, doesn't matter if you have any I mean, timeouts. There were zero timeouts yesterday. That guy delivers. And, and sometimes things happen, like DeAndre Swift will drop the ball or, or Golden Tate will not get in, quote-unquote, bad radio. It, it, and then there's a 10-second runoff. All that kind of stuff can happen. Calvin Johnson could fumble the ball at the two-yard line. You know what I mean? Things could happen. But that dude, it's never on Stafford ever in, in, the, in that situation. When there's a minute yeah, and a half game. or less left late game, he puts the team on his back, and guys are just he, – he, he's LeBron-esque in that way. When it gets tight, he makes everyone better, and it's just it, yesterday was just the latest installment of that. I don't even know if it's like LeBron because I think LeBron is like the why LeBron's so good is he like gets everyone involved and so Stafford is like at the end of the game just like I'm taking control I'm gonna make a ri- I'm gonna run to my left and make a ridiculous throw to Danny Amendola at the 40 yard line Danny Amendola go sit on the bench I hate you I hate your guts I, if they were if Prater would have missed that extra point. Okay. Everything in my like belief of Danny Amendola would have been vindicated. I would have enjoyed. I would have like been so upset, but at the same time, the back of my head, I'm like, I knew this guy's a bum. So no, that penalty was bogus, though. It was stupid. What did he do to take his helmet off? He took his helmet off. You know what else? It's an automatic fifteen. It's an automatic fifteen. Two Falcons players took their helmets off in the same play. I watched it happen. Yeah, I they did. Just, You're right. They did. You're right. I was like, right. what? I was like, what the hell? And then you're right. It's I think they have Matt Prater because I'll tell you what. So. It's a great thing we have Matt Prater. If we had Mason Crosby or 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 Kai Forbath or whoever the hell else you want to put out there, I don't know if they hit a 48 yard extra point with under that circumstance. 
But I, that penalty I, was absolute bogus. I, I hear what you're saying because I know you already don't like Danny Amendola. It's kind of a premeditated thing. Yes, I don't like him. Out, that, was, that penalty was absolutely ridiculous, let alone they didn't even show it on TV. They didn't explain any of it. it and and yeah. okay, last thing I have to say before we actually like get into the game, Chris Myers is the worst NFL announcer that, that there is. Greg I'm Jennings is horrible on that too, dude. He's terrible. Greg I, Jennings. Like, I, I like Greg Jennings because I think he's somewhat insightful. And Greg he's Jennings. Chris Myers stinks. The Lions The Lions were down by six, right, with a minute and four left. They After that first completion to Hawkins. Oh, and he goes, yeah, they got, they're got they not in field goal range. Or it's like, no, they're talking goes, about Matt Ryder's longest he kick. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, they've got a kicker who, you know, you can get in there. I'm like, dude, we're down six. Yeah, his, they go, talking about? they go his longest, his career long is 60 <laughs> yards. They're down by six. And then, and then, real quick, me and my brothers were having a heyday with this because as it's happening, we're all fired up, right? Emotions are running high. Alliance haven't won yet but then when after that remarkable throw and catch by Stafford to Galladay you get down inside the 10 yard line Chris Myers is saying you know there's like four seconds left after Stafford spiked it the first time he's talking about how you wouldn't have enough time to spike it with four seconds left again or something like it was ridiculous because they're gonna come back on the field and run I'm like dude what are you talking about how long do you think it takes to spike the ball I'll take I'll take Chris Myers over Ditt Stockton Ditt Stockton on lines I don't Dude, know Dude, doesn't even know what's going on. Like, he'll literally he's be a like, uh, he's a legend. 80 for the He knows Blues. no one on the Lions. Yeah, he knows nobody that ever plays <laughs> it's for It's unbelievable. Team. I will never forget Des Trufant getting hurt week one, and he goes, oh, we'll see if that's Okuda. Okuda's not playing in the game for one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was ridiculous. But I guess at some point we got to mention the score and get into the game. Yes, I do. Let me. I want to. I want to tell you guys how I watched this game real quick because I think it's worth mentioning. And this is why when we get back to the point of it being one of the great Lions victories. So I had to coach a hockey game at twelve forty-five out in Lakeland. So I go out to the game and I tell the guys in the locker room beforehand. I go, we need to make quick work of these guys because I got to get home and watch the Lions. So as I'm on the bench, as warm-ups are going on around 1245, my Uncle Steven calls me. So I go, I got to shut the phone off because I knew because it was all going to be bad from there. I, I hang up on Uncle Steve. I shut the phone off. We, get, we have a great unreal game. We ended up tying the game with like eight minutes left. We scored two goals with our – or we pulled our goalie. Unreal. I get out of there. Radio's off on the car ride home. My phone's off. I have the game recorded. I run upstairs. I watched the whole game by myself. It ends up being the fourth quarter, and all these things are going on. So I'm screaming. I'm yelling. My dad walks into my room. It's now like 4.30. 4.30. The game's been over for a half hour. My dad walks into my room. He's like, what are you screaming about? What's going on? I go, I'm watching the Lions. He goes, you, haven't, you, don't, know what go, you don't know what happens? I'm like, no. And a, a typical my dad, he's like, can I tell you what happens? I go, dude, I've made it four <laughs> hours without hearing. I don't know what, Pete, the Lions could have won by 100. There could have been a UFO that landed on the field. I had no idea. I would have no idea. No news of the game at all. My dad goes, can I tell you? I go, no, dude, like, get out of my room. I'm watching the game. And my dad leaves me with this. He goes, I just got to tell you. He goes, you have never seen anything like this in your entire life watching sports. He goes, it was the most Lions ending of all time. So immediately I think the Lions lose. I would, I would have lost my mind. I would have been- so, so I go, I go, I go, that's great, Dan. I appreciate it. Like, see you later. So in the back of my mind, you guys have to understand, everything that happens in this game, I'm in the back of my mind like, oh, so this is how they lose. So 
I see the Miss Prater field goal. I'm like, so that's how they lose. But then, of course, the, of course, the, they get another shot. And the, first of all, the drive the Lions had to set up Prater's second field goal that he made before the Falcons drove down the field was one of the worst football drives ever. Between the they got pitch a out to one the yard. Right, one yard, yes, they put yes. it on fourth and nine. Yes, it was insane. So, so that that whole drive was ridiculous. But between the girly falling on the line, I, I was just losing my mind between girly getting in and then the Lions come all the way down and like the whole issue with the review. And I'm again, I'm thinking like they lose somehow. So I'm thinking, great. So they're gonna get they're gonna get screwed with a runoff. And then I'm thinking, well, I guess the clock has to start. So we're gonna be like in the huddle, like scratching our ass for some reason and not realize what's going on. So all these things considered, and at the end of the day, they they get the touchdown. I lose my mind. I scare my dogs. My mom's freaking out. And then of course they get the flag and back them up. And I'm like, there's no way this kick goes in, and it did. So it was awesome. But incredible game. Uh, if, you, if you were under a rock for the entire weekend on Sunday, uh, Lions beat the Falcons 23-22. Matthew Stafford, 25 for 36, 340 yards. His only touchdown coming at the end to TJ Hawkinson to win the game. That is Matthew Stafford's 30th fourth quarter comeback, his 34th game-winning drive. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Uh, let's talk about the game now. What, what do we think? What do we like? Trent, I'll start with you. Collins, you want something to say? You want to go for it? I will say one thing. Encouraged by the defense a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Encouraged. I, I'm I, not. I, and I know I've been like Debbie Downer, like in whatever. And I said this last week. If they get the three and three, it's just like mathematically they have a very good opportunity and set themselves up to make the playoffs, especially with seven teams making it this year. I. They didn't look good. But this, this was like the most like Matthew Stafford Lions team of all time, where they just kind of hung around. Like the, you, you kind of always felt in the back of your head, you're like, they're going to figure out a way to win. Because as Matthew Stafford's been the quarterback, and since he's kind of entered into his prime, when they play bad teams, they usually win. They, 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 if you really think, they usually do. Yeah, very fair. And, 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 and it, it might be ugly, and it was ugly, but, I mean, they got it done. And Stafford was awesome. I mean, that the plays at the end of the game, that's why, like, that's why people outside of Detroit, I mean, that is why people inside of Detroit understand how good Matthew Safford is and the people that don't watch the Lions week in and week out understand, like, don't understand it. They're like, why, why is there, like, hype around this guy? Like, never wins big games and stuff like that. It's because at the end of games like this, he makes incredible throws and he makes incredible plays and he's super clutch. So, I, I mean – he, he, he was vintage Stafford, which he hasn't looked like for the majority of the year. So right. that was good to see him. Yeah, I think this <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think this was Matthew Stafford's first 300-yard game of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that, that, yeah. that was it's, – it's, it's, it's back to the – you know, it's back to reality with him. Bring us back down to earth a little bit. Thank you. We're still here. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with this. I'm not going to talk about Patricia a ton, but all I'm saying is I've been on the fire Patricia wagon for weeks. Some of you guys, you know, listening to this – Still on it. Well, I was going to say, some of you have been on it for months. Some of you have been on that wagon for years. But Collins and I mentioned on the Green and White Report, even a bad playoff loss, I still want this guy gone. I don't, think, I don't think he's the answer. But I will say this. I have always said, as we all have, winning cures everything. And you have to give a little credit where the credit's due. Collins, you mentioned the defense was a little encouraging this week. And I agree. You come into this game. With a, you come into two games now in a row with a perfect game plan and you've executed it. You have stopped the run. You've limited the passing attack. 
and you have let Stafford win you the game. Keep it close. Give him a chance. He'll win you the game. 500 is a brand-new season. Collins, you're exactly right. Mathematically, there's a great opportunity, especially being the schedule guy now, like looking ahead. You have a chance. It is there. You're not dead in the water yet, you know, as the Lions were, you know, maybe two years ago after four weeks or last, last year was a little different. But whatever. If you, I, I could absolutely see this Lions team replicating what the 2016 team did. And, and what that is is go 9-7, and seven, you back into a playoff wild card spot, uh, and at one point, that 2016 team, they were 9-4, and four, lost the final three games in oh, the playoffs to the Seahawks. Stafford got hurt that year, right? Stafford's index finger on his throwing hand was messed up. He was throwing the ball with a glove on. It was yeah. bizarre. But every game with that 2016 season was close. You get lucky. You make fourth quarter comebacks. You've got a top-10 quarterback, and you have a bend but don't break defense. I could absolutely see that with this team. You know, as, as they sit at 3-3 three and three now, and by the way, for the record, that 2016 team started 1-3, and three, as did this team. But that's – whatever. Time will tell. We got Do I think all that's going to happen, everything I just mentioned? No, because a two-game heater isn't enough to change my mind on what is holding this team back, and to me, that's Matt Patricia. But I will say this, that Jacksonville win, we all said you can't oversell what's happening here. That is a much worse win than Atlanta. At beating Atlanta, no matter how it happened, I don't care if you got lucky. I don't care if it took a game-winning drive and, and a weird touchdown from Todd Gurley, that whole situation. It doesn't matter because that 1-5 team was better than the 1-5 team you played last week. So yeah. I, every, everything is on the table for me to be impressed with a win over Indi- Indianapolis next week, and we'll talk about that game when we do the picks. But I will say this, just a few little takeaways from the game quick. Romeo Aquara is your best pass rusher. I don't care Correct. what anyone says. Great I am point. still – I'm still yeah, a Trey a Flowers guy. I like I like Trey Flowers, but like just the money we're paying him. He is this like he's and two a, huge plays in that game. Two huge the deflection. There would have been a touchdown if that ball gets over his hand, mm-hmm. and then the strip sack was was incredible. Yes, yeah, so, so I, I would cut you guys off. No, no, you're exactly right. Uh, it's just Romeo Aquara consistently gets there, and I think the value we're paying that guy as opposed to what we're paying Trey Flowers, which is to be the dime piece on the defense, it just, the discrepancy that I just rather have a quad, but I'm still a Flowers guy. Uh, with that being said, like, I, I, as, as far as the secondary goes, I think this man-to-man defense the Lions were running, uh, it will work better, obviously, when you get Coleman and Trufant back, but it did not look bad on Sunday really at all. I know the Falcons had a couple of 94-yard drives or 98-yard drives, and every, but the Lions kept everything in front. There were no huge plays in that game. Yeah, the they, did, they played a lot of zone in that game too. Yeah, and, and the biggest play I can think of was was Oruwariye was in coverage against Ridley, and Ridley caught. It was when the Falcons, I think it was third and nine, and the Falcons were inside the ten. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was a killer. That was a killer. That 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 made me panic a bit. But that yeah, you're right. Absolutely, Not a lot of big so, plays. In, in closing here, look, no position on defense made me too upset. Like Talon said, I'm encouraged by the way they played. Actually, usually there's at least one one group. You know, we come in here, we're ripping Tavai and Jared Davis, or we're ripping Trey Flowers and, and Danny Shelton, or whatever the case may be. It's usually the secondary, actually. But there was no position group on defense that really played awfully yesterday, and and I have to commend them for that. And I will close with this: ninety percent of the time in football, just because of the way football is played and the way football works. You get a chance at redemption. And, 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 I, and Prater obviously missed the field goal, uh, but then he obviously hit the go-ahead field goal and the game-winning 48-yard extra point, redeemed himself. T.J. Hawkinson didn't get out of bounds with just under a minute left. And uh, yeah, that, that was ridiculous, by the way. I mean, that was giving me anxiety. 
But then, obviously, he redeems himself. Game-winning touchdown on National Tight Ends Day. Can't believe that's a thing, by the way. But I know. It's embarrassing. This Lions team, I, I guess my bottom line is this. I am completely back in on the cardiac cat, Sneal. Every game is <laughs> going to be close. Every game is going to be close. Stafford will win you the close ones if you give him the ball. And, and, and if you go into every week with a game plan and you execute good enough with a good coach, not great coach, I still don't think Patricia's a good coach. I'm not ready to go there. I'm just saying Caldwell was a good coach, not great coach. And now what you've got here is a team at 3-3 three and three with a bad schedule ahead. You've got seven playoff teams that make it. And I just – I absolutely think the Lions can go 9-7, and 10-6 and six and sneak in. I really do at this point. I, I mean, you look at the schedule. I mean, we're not going to do that because that always pisses me off. But I, I do – I mean – Looking That's at the, unless you, unless you guys have uh, a bigger point about the Falcons team, I, I I would like to move on to the Colts team because I think this is like the biggest, like this is a jump, like I don't I don't know how to it's like a diving board game. You like, I I they if they win, I I truly believe they'll make the playoffs. It's well, one, you know what I mean because the Colts yeah. the Colts are like literally the, the definition of just above mediocre. Like, they have a good defense. Phillip Rivers is, like, all right. But, like, if you're able to beat the Colts next week, like, I, I start to actually put in some, like, faith and solace that, like, oh, this team's probably going to make the playoffs. Because you look at their schedule, it's not that tough. But if you lose to a Colts team, because I think this is probably – I don't know when they get the Packers nets. This is probably the biggest game they're going to play for a couple weeks or maybe a month. I I just think this is a huge game because four and three and three and four, it's just it, it it's a way different vibe. Like four and three, I know it's like you're above five hundred. It sounds stupid, but it, it just like okay. I mean, this team, who do they get in the at bad end of the season too? Who's a stint? They play Washington, I think. Washington. So they go. They, yeah, yeah. They go Washington after after the Colts. They go Vikings, Washington, Panthers, Houston. Bears, Packers, Titans, Bucks, Vikings. So, in, I mean, in it's theory, a very they have some easy games, but it it gets it gets tough. tough it gets tougher. It gets tougher. So that that's what I meant. Like this stretch is important. If yeah. they want to yeah. rat, they because they could rattle off like what? What would this be if they win the next three games? It will be it will, if five in a row. Next three, it'll be five in a row. Yes, and that that's what J. Ron Curse was saying. He just tweeted six and three. But Collins, one thing I wanna I wanna just quick nail home on what you said is yeah this is I didn't even know what I was saying there I was just I I don't know how to describe it because like if they lose this week I the season's obviously like statistically not over but in the back of my head I'll be like okay this team even if they do make the playoffs they're losing by like 20 and I I, it's still in the back of my mind I do kind of believe that but I don't know okay well that I mean that that's fair because really I mean Indy's defenses we'll we'll talk about India a little bit but I was just going to say one thing that you kind of mentioned that I completely agree with is it's been a three-week crescendo here. Like the Jaguars were awful, and you beat them. Atlanta's a talented team with a really bad record, but absolutely that quarterback can beat you, and those receivers can beat you, and that defense is like kind of similar to the Lions in that it's been don't break but not great, whatever. And then Indy coming up here, got a proven quarterback in Phillip Rivers. I know the last time the Lions played Phillip Rivers, he played for the Chargers, and they beat him in a low-scoring affair. But – it, it, that defense is really what that team is. That's a really good defense. So I would say of the three teams in the last three games, Indy is the best, and that is why I'm completely with you. They got to – this would complete – It's the, a big game. It would complete the triangle for me of, yes, this team actually isn't as bad as they started out to be, 
and and they're a little bit better than the one and three start. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. I I think I think a win this week is like okay. This team's at is going seven or nine, eight or eight or nine and seven. Like that. I, I think a win, I, and I don't know if that means a lot or anything. But if they lose it, I mean, it doesn't devalidate the wins you have. But I mean, you just look back and you're like, those are two one and five teams. They're not that good. Is so it's important that you beat a good team. I just said for the team's confidence. Well, here here's the thing for me, and I I want to I want to quickly touch on the Falcons game a bit, and then we can definitely roll full steam into Colts. And this is kind of where I want to wrap into my my message to Lions fans, and I don't want to do the whole like almighty like you know f you guys type thing, but for whatever reason. People look at this win. There, there are people out there that look at this Falcons win and go, oh, well, you beat a bad team. And it, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. Well, they did how beat all, a bad team. Well, I, I'm going you know, to disagree. I mean, they're not terrible. I, I think the, Falcon, the Falcons the Falcons. What are they, one and six? Dude, that's dude, a bad have team. Seen, have you seen the way they've lost some games this that's year? That's a bad team. I, I think that they are a very talented team, especially on offense between Ridley. That, that's the that, correct that, word. That's, correct what word. that's what it is for me. That's what it is for me. That's the correct word. Talented, also, not good. To both okay. your guys' points here, talent wins in the NFL. And, and, and talent, you, the way the Falcons have lost some of these games, it's like, really? Damn, they didn't jump on that onside kick against the Cowboys. Just things like that. So it's, yes. and, and yeah, so whatever. I get it. But yes, the talent they're, they're is talented. the part for me. Yes. They're, they're, they're talented. And I don't, again, I, I don't try, I try not to read into the negativity because Twitter is just a cesspool of I can't even like go on Twitter after the lions win because seeing people that like devalidate the wins, it drives me insane. So my, my first thing here is my message to lion fans. Again, I have said it last week. I, I don't un- understand the people that are actively rooting for these guys to lose. And the fact that I have to listen to like 97-1 and Jeff Rieger before these games going like, call in, are you rooting for the Lions to lose today or win? Like that, it's so embarrassing as a fan base of that's how people's minds go. And I get the sentiment of like, well, if you don't like Quinn and Patricia, obviously losing, as Trent says, winning cures everything. So losing helps your case. But for people to go on Twitter after a game like this or, or just to have the opinion that, well, they, it was a fluke win, they didn't deserve it, uh, they, they beat a bad a 1-5 team, it's such nonsense to me. And it, it really makes me sick. I don't, why can't you just be happy that they won? Because, I, honest to God, when the game was 14-13, I'm looking around I'm like, how do they not have more points? Because Stafford played great. I thought the offense was fine. It was amazing they didn't, they didn't score more points. But to your point, Collins, that I think is, is what you're kind of painting this picture of, the Colts are a 4-2 and two team coming off of a bye that are probably, I would 100% agree that between the Falcons and the Jaguars that you just recently played, this is a real team. And I'm not as high on the Colts as many other people because if you look at the Colts, what, they beat the Bears, Bengals, Jets, and Vikings. Does that impress you? And they've lost to Jacksonville and the, and the Browns. So the, the, the Colts aren't some unbelievable great team. Their schedule after the Lions, they got to play like the Ravens, the Steelers. Their schedule, I think they play the Packers. Their schedule is like damn near impossible. Like that team who I thought was actually going to be really good this year, they might not make the playoffs. But to your point, a Colts win 
is is you're right. It's like a springboard into the rest of the That's season. That's the word because, I was looking for. Because not going, diving because, board, springboard. Yeah, there you because go. Because going going four and three. Now everyone's looking around like, okay, you're above 500. You beat a pretty real team, and you got a couple easy games coming up before your schedule gets tough. So you have a legitimate chance. We're not. We're no longer sitting here at three and three, or if they lose three and four, going. God, I don't know about these guys. They can do it, but are they really good enough? Being four and three, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Trent, go ahead. Just real quick, I, I also to that point, let's stop. Like, the Cardinals win is still a really good win too. I, that's what they looked are. great. Yeah, they won. Yes, they the, the, the Cardinals they, are a very I, good team. Seahawks blew that game, but I, they are. They're good. That's a good win. The Cardinals are still a good team, so I'm saying that win. If you parlay it with the Colts win, I just think you're looking at a pretty. I mean that. Those two wins have a lot of merit. Now, the Atlanta win and the win against Jacksonville obviously don't carry as much. Atlanta more than Jacksonville. We've already hashed that out. But I'm, I'm just saying, you already have that Cardinals win to your name. And if you beat the Colts, then, yes, you can roll forward against some of these bad teams, and then it does get tougher. And on the back end of the season, if you're looking at maybe a 6-3 and three record or a 7-4 and four record, then you can beat teams like the Titans and the Packers and the Buccaneers. Maybe you can. You know, time will tell there because it's all about, you know, if this team's able to stay healthy and string together the wins that it takes to even be in that situation. But all I'm saying is that Cardinals win is definitely still a big win and no one's talking about it. Yeah, I, I that's fair. That's fair. I, I'll give you that. I think it's just the way they won that game. Because I think the Cardinal, I think the Lions has benefited from the Cardinals yeah, playing bad. It's the way the Lions win every game, though. You know, I know. No, always, you're right. It's always a one point win. You know, I, I just you need to see it against a couple competent, more a couple competent teams. And I want to ask you this, Rabs. I know you get upset about people like rooting against their teams and stuff. And I'll, I'll never like actively root against my team unless it was like two years ago when the Lions were playing the Packers for like the second pick in the draft. And they played Stafford with a broken back while Green Bay was actively trying to lose. And they drafted and it, Hawkinson. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but they, then they, I, I think they went from like five to eight that yeah. day. It was like a huge jump, huge jump. And then last year too, it was the same thing when they almost beat the Packers in Week Seventeen. You're like, what are we doing here, guys? We got the third. Like Washington, if Washington loses, we. I mean, if Washington wins, we can get Chase Young. But whatever. Going seven and nine or being a mediocre like team in NFL, it just stinks. If you'd like, or like, I get why people were like, I want change. Like, I, I want like a full like teardown. I get that. Yes. But I'm also in your camp where I'm not going to root against this team if they still have some sort of opportunity to make the playoffs, which I do think they do. I think you can't, you're not objective if you're saying they don't have a chance. If you look at their schedule, and you look historically at what the Lions have done in the past, like five to seven years, they usually beat up on bad teams. If and if they could get one or two wins in the division, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. My my whole thing is, I I like you said, I, there are people for whatever, and I don't mean to just like harp on these people that just this is how people are like nothing surprises me but my point is that at three and three right now even at two and three like I've said the past two weeks they're not one in seven if they were one in seven I'm like again I'm not 
I would never, ever root for one of my teams to lose games because I don't even know how you can call yourself. Like, it's not even being a sports fan to me. No, that's, that's a, I, there's points but, in your sports fandom where you have to root for your team to lose. I, I completely agree with that. Well, whatever. But to your point, being – yes, dude, if, they're, if they go seven and nine – and they're mediocre, I'm convinced that if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think this guy is going to be the coach next year. I've said this since week one. If the yeah, Lions but- don't make the playoffs, Patricia's not going to be around. Now, at 3-3 three and three as we sit, you're, you're so close. Look at the standings. All the teams they're chasing are 4-2. and two. Why, why would you not – Want your team, if they can, because they can, given the schedule and what you've seen from this team, if they can, which they can, make the playoff somehow and be in a game. Now, granted, if they lose the playoff game, whether it's good, bad, ugly or not, then you can kind of get concerned like, oh, my gosh, are they going to actually keep him around because they made the playoffs? That we can get to when it happens. But if you have the ability to, which objectively you do at three and three, make the playoffs for a team that I have been alive for 22 years. I have never seen this team win a playoff game. If I have that opportunity, I'm going to take it, dude. I'm not going to call in the Jeff Rieger on Sunday and tell him I hope that they lose the Falcons by 50 because it could get Patricia out of here by week eight. They're not one and seven. They're not 0-6. They're 3-3. Three and three. So to all you Lions fans out there that are rooting for the team to lose or you think that the win against the I Falcons, think that's a they small didn't deserve majority, it, though. It's not a, it's, it, but it, you're saying it is the majority or not the majority? So I, I, it's a minority. Excuse me, I said that incorrectly. Yeah, well, it, it, I, okay, to, to, those, to those people. Yeah, that didn't make any people, sense. <laughs> to those people, I just think that they're, I think that they're losers. And, I, and everyone, I wanted to say one piece about Matthew Stafford here before we actually – dissect some more football stuff that's outside of my just being upset with Lions fans is I don't know what more you need. I I get the whole sentiment of, look, I can look bigger picture. Is Matthew Stafford the guy here? Is he not? I, I just need everyone to know after what you saw on Sunday, this guy has given you the best chance to do anything since the inception of your franchise so everyone that wants to go on twitter and be like oh he's not that good he's not elite he stinks you're just you're an idiot you're an idiot and you're a loser and you're a moron and i get if you want to move on i get it but i just want i'm just telling you right now if you want to move on from stafford if you're going to go on and and call him he's bad he's this he's that you're wrong and if you want to move on from the guy well you're not going to see any success in the next 10 years so good luck there are there are maybe there are 10 or less quarterbacks in the nfl who can win you that game yesterday that's yes i would agree with that but i get the sentiment that Stafford's bad is those are just like fifty-year-old dads, Stupid. like my yes. dad, Terrible. like my dad. Yes. That's like my dad. Who he's not like that. He's like Stafford's fine. They win yesterday. My dad calls me. He never really calls me after Lions games. He's usually he calls me after like every Michigan State game. He's like, let me tell you, I Dave <laughs> Warner, like whatever. But he calls me after this Lions game. I'm a little like, oh, what does he know? Say, he goes, that was awesome by Stafford. I still hope they fire Patricia tomorrow. I'm like, thanks, Dad. Me too. I, I, I'm like, it, 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 there's just like a group of Lions fans that are always going to be like that. But the sentiment, like, he does win the new those games. Like, he does. He really does. And I'm not saying he's not the guy, but like, he's also not like 
a top five quarterback, and we've already discussed this. Like he's just not. Like he's can't. He's not Russell Wilson. Where it doesn't matter where he, who who he has around him, they're going to the playoffs. Like that. Like that. That is the one thing I will say about Stafford. He's very very good. You put a decent team around him, they're going to go to the playoffs. I'm not saying that, and, but he hasn't won enough big games. That is the only gripe Stafford has, and he still has time in his career to make that up. If he, like, say he's able to get this team to an NFC championship or something, all that is like forgetting because the Lions are just such a bad franchise, and, yeah. and you can't you can't blame half those losses like on him. But at the same time, it, it, if you're talking this guy up so much, he eventually he has to go out and win some of these. You can't have right, it both yes. ways. You know what I mean? I, like, no, he, I, I, I agree. And I, I think I he's think, like the per, he's like the eighth best, like ninth best quarterback in the league. Well, the, the comment you made that I think I'm, I'm okay with is when you say he hasn't won a lot of big games and you do, you do have to look at that and go, who does he have around him? Where I, I would agree with you and say there, there's maybe, maybe, maybe five. I would say like, three I can I'm comfortable saying there's three quarterbacks that if you put on the Lions could like have them play at a higher level than maybe Stafford has them at like maybe an Aaron Rodgers who's like that's a guy that can just win games on his own like he's that good with his arm Russell Wilson I'd say the same thing maybe Tom Brady I don't even know if I would put him there but I get what you're saying in that standpoint and I would agree that I wouldn't I wouldn't put Stafford as like this tier one elite quarterback he's in tier if, he, two. if he's not he's right if he's there. not one a I would say he's like one b I just I, and I that's the only thing that I ever ask of people when they when they criticize Stafford is like one it's always the argument of if any other quarterback was in here would the Lions be any better and as I just said there's maybe three guys maybe to five in the league that I think the Lions maybe elevate their game a little bit more if they had. And those are probably Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And B, the flip side is if Stafford goes to a different team, is that team infinitely better because of him? Which the answer is yes. So I don't I don't mean to harp on the whole Stafford thing, but I, I just I, I need everyone to I, I that game, you always forget that Stafford's capable of this. And Trent said it at the beginning of the show you know when the ball's in his hands that he can get it done. And, like, they, they he, 34 quarter comebacks, 34 game-winning drive for this guy. And you, like, forget that he's capable of it because you see this yeah. Lions team as a whole, and you're like, okay, he's got the ball with a minute left. Like, yeah, he's done it before, but they got no timeouts. Then you have Hawkinson run, stay in bounds. You're like, it's just not going to happen today. They're going to fight. But they, he gets it done. So – my point all along and this entire podcast has been while you have the guy under contract for two or three more years, you should be doing everything in your power to give this guy enough on both sides of the ball so that he can lead this team to the playoffs and then some. At the end of his contract, if you look at the entire slate and you go, you know what, it doesn't make sense to sign this guy for the money, let him go elsewhere for those last handful of years in his career and try to go get it done, then we move on and we tear down. And this podcast is sad for five straight years until the Lions are competitive again. Yes, So if they don't make the playoffs this year, you're comfortable with them sinking a ton of money into free agency and trying to make moves and win now. Yes, if the coach is gone too. Because I, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know you if can I can turn around. You can. I just think mentally. I think that you can absolutely. If you chop the head off in Matt Patricia and maybe Bob Quinn, and you give a new regime an off season to like, okay, 
Let's go try to do it. With, it was the same thing when Patricia came in. They committed to Stafford. They were like, this is the guy. So if the new regime comes in, head coach, GM, or both, and you're like, okay, this is the guy we want to build around, and you give me two years of let's go all in, and it doesn't work, then I'm fine with you moving on. But while he's here, even if they, there's so much parity in the NFL, you can turn around and have a good year. Jacksonville can go from the AFC championship to bottom of the league and vice versa. Trent, I know you had something to say too. Well, yeah, but they took the, the biggest, the most important position in football's quarterback. And I know we all know that, but that is exactly why players like Calvin Johnson and, and I think Adrian Peterson did win an MVP, but it's like, that's why those players don't win the MVP award because they just give it to a, they give it to a quarterback every single year. It's just going to be that way. And that is exact to your point. That is exactly why going into every season, we as Lions fans think we have a chance because we have Matthew Stafford. We don't have Nick Foles as the Bears are now losing 24 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. You understand what I'm saying? Like they've got, I know they have an elite defense. It, it, it's looking, they're going to go to 5 and 2 now. They're a fraudulent team. They're, the, the, the Bears. You can stack one side of the ball, you're not going to win. you got to have a great quarterback, and you got to have a decent roster on him. Collins, you said it earlier. You give Stafford a decent team, they can, they can make things happen. And that is exactly why I think this team can do exactly what the 2016 Lions did, which was get to 9-7 and seven somehow, back into the playoffs, and then you give yourself a shot to win if your quarterback's index finger on his throwing hand isn't hurt. But here's the question I want to pose to you guys, because, Rabs, you said it just a little bit ago. You have to go all in while you have Stafford under contract, and this is why you can pull, you can pull the receipts. I, I if they don't make the playoffs this year, guys, I just disagree with that. But continue, sorry. Well, I, that's that's okay. I, I just want to ask the question. Last year, I was always like, guys, they gotta pay Slay. They have to pay Slay. You can't get rid of Slay, guy. So I want to ask you the question right now: Would you rather have Darius Slay, or would you rather have Danny Shelton, Jamie Collins, and then you know Deron Harmon, all the guys they spent the money on? Let me, let, me, let me just pose that question. I know they've looked good the last two weeks, but the first four, not so great. So, so what I, I don't know. I, I think Slay and Patricia were just a ticking time bomb, just in general. Yeah. I, I love Slay. Slay's one especially of my favorite Lions. This, especially after the Diggs trade. I mean, that yeah. continued the ticking time I, bomb. I just think, like, they personally didn't like each other, so it was never no more. So I guess I'll take the three guys. I mean, they haven't been great. I love Darius Slate. Darius Slate was very, very – he was a very good Lion for a long time. And it it was obvious that once Dids was traded, he was not happy. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't know – I don't think it was ever going to work. But personally, I probably would rather have Slay. Just Slay actually makes an impact on the game. And I don't think – Harmon, Harmon's been – I think Harmon's probably been the best out of the three. But those other two guys don't make a genuine impact on the game. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily – I'm not necessarily trying to single those three guys. I'm just saying, like, the money they saved, quote-unquote, in not paying Darius Slay, would, the, yeah. they, they used to pay all those expatriates. Would you rather have those guys or would you rather have a top three? Yeah, and including, like, Desmond Trufant, who can't stay in the field. I know Slay was injury-prone, but he, he – Well, yeah, but – not. Slay still yeah. played every game. He just went to yeah. the all the time. It was, like, weird. Yeah. But what, what do you think, Ravs? Well – I, uh, Rabs I hate say, Slay. I, I I don't I don't hate Slay like I hate Eric Ebron. I just it, it, I'm really disheartened. The same thing that like Kenny Galladay with like oh like his tweet of like oh it's gonna cost you. Like I just I wasn't happy Good. with how it they all went down. Like they should. I mean, they, I mean he was outstanding against. It. He he had some 
game break catches Kenny Galladay. You could pay him tonight and back the Brinks truck up. Hell, I'll chip in. Whatever money he's I got. He's a top-time receiver in the league. He's I'll good. I'll pay him. He's slow, but, yeah, good. He's good. They need to pay him. They need to pay him. To answer your question, Trent. He's slow. He is, he is slow. I would rather have all these, these handful of guys that you sign. Now, the problem is, is that the guys that they signed, Stink. I think that – well, so far they haven't been very good. Jay, I think Jamie Collins on whatever this whatever this pro football focuses that everyone references. I don't think they've been as bad as we think they've been because like we watch every game, we watch every play. So we we like it. I, I agree to where you're like, okay, Jamie Collins, where's this like veteran, like extremely athletic guy, and like Danny Shelton. It's like when you're on the field, are you really that making making that much of an impact? So. I think the money that they saved from not going from not signing Slay, you you gave yourself the ability to put some more pieces together on defense, which they used on defense, not on offense, but on defense and offense in theory. I just think through the first six games, these guys haven't really looked all that great, which is frustrating and why Bob Quinn gets the flag he deserves because he literally just went out and signed expatriates. And, like, that was the criteria that had to be met to be signed. Now, I think if he were to take that money and if Harmon was a lot better and Shelton was a lot better and Collins was a lot better, which they haven't been, so it's like I'm comparing apples to oranges, but if those guys were playing a little bit of an echelon above how they have so far, we're like, yeah, you, had, you, you couldn't sign Slay. It's all about pieces and playmakers. And the defenses look better. I they still obviously don't get to the quarterback enough. Trent, you said it earlier. Romeo Aquara to me has been your best pass rush pass rusher. He's been great. I appreciate the fact that they at least committed to playing a bit of a zone on Sunday. And when you got a guy like Julio Jones, like yeah, I expect Julio to get some catches and, and sit himself in the middle of the zone and find a way. So I didn't expect the Lions to, like, shut the Falcons out, but they didn't score 35 on you. They only got 22, and the last touchdown was kind of a fluke. So the defenses look better. It's coming along. Um, but, yeah, my only other things before we really wrap things up and, and maybe get into the picks as far as on Sunday, and I'd like to get your guys' opinion too. The only other things I have written down, number one, I'm glad they got – Rabs. When he's, when he's going, am I frozen? He's Repeat. No, you're fine now. You're fine now. We'll what, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was saying yeah, my last couple of things were just I'm glad they got Marvin Jones in the mix because the offense is a lot better. You can you can work with Kenny more when Marvin's going. Danny Amendola, the drop killed me, and then the the, the flag was was asinine to me too. Um, and then other than that, my my one biggest gripe, my one big gripe is I, and then I, I will I promise you guys I will turn the floor over. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. We can talk about Halloween costumes. I don't care. My biggest gripe with this team, I have not been very fond of Daryl Bevel this year, and the reason being is because Carry on Johnson. All these these commentators, I gotta listen to Greg Jennings talk about this three-headed monster the Lions have between DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson and Kerryon Johnson. Bro, on at all, at all. I, so, Rabs is cutting out again. We'll wait till he gets back. But I, you cut out. But I, 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 the gist of what you said, they just completely oh mismanaged Kerryon Johnson. Like, they put him in on third down because he's – I think he's one of the best pass – blocking running bats in the league like he he's is. very good at that 
they're misusing Swift. Swift literally got in the game, cooked, and then he immediately went back to Adrian yep, scores Peterson. A, scores a touchdown, and they throw Peterson in to start the next drive. It's, it's unreal. unreal. It's, it's unreal. It's literally I, – I, I think they're the only people, like, watching the game. They're like, yeah, well, AP had 2,000 yards in 2013. Like, what are yep. we doing here? Give it to Swift. It should be a swift carry-on, and then you mix in AP for maybe one or two drives the, a game. The fact, the fact that they put – I didn't mind them going for it on fourth and one, but the fact that they had Adrian Peterson in the backfield on fourth and one, when I could have called my grandma and gone, hey, grandma, they got Adrian Peterson in the backfield, the fourth and one on the goal line. What do you think they're going to do? Oh, probably a telegraphed handoff, my boy. Great, Grandma. Love the, great talking to you. Love you. See you later. Like that, it, it's it's ridiculous. And you're right, Collins. DeAndre Swift has a career drive. He also broke a 25-yard run that got called back because Jesse James, which is the worst money this organization has ever spent ever, is it got a holding call. But DeAndre Swift has I a think, great I drive, think Rick, scores a touchdown. Rick Wagner was worse. That's just my opinion. That could be no, bad, too. Go ahead. Go but ahead. but they, they give Swift the ball. He does all that work, and then you come out with Peterson the next – he, he levitates even carries again. There's no reason to have him it's on the field, bro, because every, every single drive with him, it's first down telegraph handoff for four to six yards – they hand it off to him again on second down for zero or one, and then we're pressing like, let's throw a ball shy of the sticks, and I lose my mind. Carry so on, Johnson. No reason, dude. I, if I'm carry on, dude, I, I'm walking upstairs and going, dude, you guys gotta give me the ball once, or I trade me. Like, what's the point of having him there? And the reason why you bring Scarborough in is to be your power back, and he's, like, finally back now, hopefully next week Scarborough is. So I respect Adrian Peterson because I know he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer, and it's great that he's here to mentor these guys. But, dude, he does not – and I told you guys last week he was going to start. I told both of you, yeah. and I got to hear, no, no, no. Dude, the, there is no reason – for this guy to get the ball 11 times. You can give him the ball seven times, but Swift has to be the feature back. Carrion has to be in there on third down and get handoffs. If you want to have Peterson to punch it in or to mix it up, fine. But they are completely limiting this offense because they have him in the game. It makes me sick. And Bevel and, and him are clearly in bed, or Bevel's got some some dirt on Peterson or something or vice versa. It makes zero common sense. There's no three-headed mind. Greg Jennings. They use two guys. Carry on blocks his ass off, and he's unreal at it. And it's criminal he doesn't play more. What do they think he's like? Are they trying to like preserve his legs? He's not I don't hurt. Even know what's going he's on. not hurt, yeah. dude. He's hundred percent. Go, Trent. Well, let me say this. I, I'm passing sure. out. We've talked about this so much, so let's keep it brief. Just well, we talk about I, it every week. It's so bad. I don't know how they don't see it. <laughs> I will. I will keep this brief. I guess this is specific to to Sunday's game against the Falcons. Good. We would have mentioned it by now. We haven't because the Lions won. That fourth and one in the red zone where Adrian Peterson got handed the ball and got stuffed, that wasn't his fault, obviously. My point is this. If you're going to use Adrian Peterson, that's exactly how it should be. Third and one, fourth and one, third and goal from the two-yard line. That's him. Pound it with Adrian Peterson. He could be a right. But I get it. You have both Scarborough cutting back. So I don't even, I don't even understand. You guys are exactly yeah. right. Carrion Johnson could do everything and maybe more that Adrian Peterson can do. And I will say this, I like Adrian Peterson's preparedness and his professionalism. And he's he is good. he is serviceable. He's good, but it's just the fact that they're using him is younger too much. and better. They're using him too much and in the wrong ways. Yeah. And to me, it, there is a place for him on this team. I do believe that. But I believe that it's not as a starter. 
and it's as a, it's as a in-your-face kind of up-the-middle joint bell type role. That's what Adrian Peterson can do, and it should not be – I mean, Rabs, you hit on it. Whatever. We'll, let's move on. He should yeah. get the feature back, and he can't. <laughs> I think at some point this year, if the Lions keep winning, he won't be. At the same time, too, I literally think Swift is a better short yardage back, too. He just has, he it just has better – like, at this point, at AP Street. Yeah. It's holes yeah. quicker, dude. Yeah. Speed so, kills. And, 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 and he, yeah. Always, he always falls forward. I will say that it, as well. Swift always it, falls forward. It is just so asinine that they throw the ball to Adrian Peterson. Like, they're, oh, that is like a, they're like, let's do a swim pass AP. Stupid. Like, guys, it, you kills, literally man. have two Watch guys on your bench who are just – maybe three guys on your bench who could do that better than him. So watch, know. watch the, watch the chiefs play where every single guy on that offense can run like a four, two. That's, that's one area where I think the lions got to get better on both sides of speed. They're just slow, but, um, but yeah, I digress. Don't a burner. It's, it's tough. Yeah, I, I digress. Um, okay. So let's, I know we, t- we touched a bit on the Colts. Um, we can take our time with the picks. Let's move into the picks. If you guys have things you want to say about the game, feel free to get it out. The leaderboard. I think we all had lions and we had all had lions and under, um, this week, so Collins and Trent, you guys are both eight and four. I am twelve and zero. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Did, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going to get on you like I did last week. But did you actually listen to the tape? Because I think I picked Lions and over. So I'm did just you? wondering. I'm, it's an honest thing. I'm saying I think I did. I think I, said I picked Lions, Lions and over too. So I'm not, guys, I'm, just, really? I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not questioning your integrity. I'm just saying I don't think you listened back this week because I did I, not. I did not because I and I didn't because I know I had lions and under, okay. and I thought that I thought when I was thinking back, I was like, I'm pretty sure that I just took what these guys took too. So I'll, I'll listen well, back. Okay, yeah, go go listen back. I'm, it's an honest. It's an honest deal for me. I will take eight and four, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I'll put two asterisks next to you guys, and because after you guys called me out, you still haven't listened back to the podcast and confirmed that I'm twelve and zero, which I am. Um, I'm twelve and zero. So again, I had a buddy, one of my buddies, um, this weekend. It was his birthday this weekend, and he texted me before the game. He said, "I want to confirm what I heard on the podcast." He said, "Lions and under, right?" I said, "Yes." He bet it. He's a millionaire now. He's retiring. I've changed his entire life because he's <laughs> taking the picks. So again, twelve and zero. So if you guys want to keep laughing at me and thinking like, "Oh yeah, he's going to get cold at some point," well then don't don't follow my takes this week, and then you can continue to be just poor and miserable. But if you want to win some money, I mean. <laughs> 12 and 0, dude. I haven't missed a beat because I watch every snap, Trent. I watch every snap of every game. Uh, Trent, kick us off here. Uh, Colts at Lions, 1 o'clock on Sunday from Ford Field, an empty Ford Field. The Colts open as a three point favorite. The total is at 50. I saw 49 and a half. I saw 50 and a half. I saw 50. We're going to settle on 50. What do you got for me? So I think the big thing this week is the Colts defense is, is no joke. Darius Leonard and those boys, they're studs. So here's the deal. You just got to – if we if, – if the Lions were dealing with a Nick Foles situation where it's like a really good defense and a bad offense, I would totally hate the Lions' chances this week. I will say this. Phillip Rivers does not scare me at all. I know you never know what you're going to get from the guy. Sometimes he looks like a Hall of Famer. Sometimes he looks like he's a bottom five quarterback in the league. It doesn't matter. I just don't – Whatever, whatever Philip Rivers we get, I really don't care. I think he could go off against a depleted secondary, but Desmond Trufant, I think, will play this week. He was a, you know, a, a partial participant last week and ended up not playing in the game against Atlanta, so I think he's going to be a go. I think having Bo Scarborough back in the mix is going to be huge. Not huge, but just it, it's, it's one more guy you can maybe use in the goal line or short yardage situations. And I just think, dude, 
after this win against Atlanta, I don't know how you can't pick the Lions to win this game. Matt Stafford's, Matt Stafford's fired up. Matt Patricia finally is getting a little kudos from the media and the fans. So, dude, don't blow it. Keep it moving. I'm going to pick the Lions to win this game, cover whatever. Lions cover and win. And I, I'm going to say it goes 50. 50 is the over-under? It's a, it's a tough number, dude. That is so hard because I could see it being 27-23 and then we're at 50 exactly. So I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm going to I'm gonna take the over. I'm going to take the over. Nice. I, the Colts' defense is good. Stafford's better. Lions' defense is bend, don't break. Therefore, they'll give up a few points to a serviceable quarterback like Phillip Rivers. But I got the Lions. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah. I'm going to take – I'm gonna take the under. I just don't think I don't I don't believe in Philip Rivers. Like I don't think he's good anymore. And I love Philip Rivers. Like he was one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up. But I don't know. Just that the, I, I don't think they're very good. It seems like a game the Lions would win. I I like I was trying to say earlier, and Rabinowitz put into words better than I could. It's a springboard game, though. Like I I I do think there's a if they lose this game, I. It doesn't devalidate, like I said earlier, but it, like it definitely is like you you have two the two wins you had there against terrible teams, so I I think this is a big win just for their like, it, I, I regardless if they win this week I think this team could still make the playoffs, but I for just like a fan base and a team standpoint confidence wise your confidence in this team goes up tenfold if they win this week. Getting above five hundred is monumental. That's the bottom line. I completely yeah. agree. Um, I, I look at this game here. Um, the, the Colts are coming off of a bye week, which, to be honest with you, I, I actually feel like the Colts might get hurt a bit by this bye week just because they're playing a Lions team that's coming off a huge win uh, with the momentum at home. Uh, I, I think the Lions can catch them sleeping. I think the Lions being a three-point underdog at home, is it's just disrespectful. I, that's, in, that's how the Lions always are. They always get disrespected. I have a feeling the money is going to move on the Lions a lot in the next couple of days. So the beauty of doing this podcast on a Monday is that I'm going to take the Lions plus three. I think they're going to win the game outright. 50 is a tough number. Uh, you look back at a lot of these Colts games, yes, their defense is, is pretty solid. Um, I look at this game being like uh, when they when the Colts beat the Bears, I think it was like a 19 to 11 game when they beat the Bears or something. I think it's going to be a similar type of game where Philip. I, I just I could just picture I have this picture in my mind of Philip Rivers just being extremely frustrated at Ford Field because he can't get anything going with his offense. So I think it's going to go under this over under here at 50 is I think where I might lose the streak. And I said this against. I think I said it against Jacksonville, or was it against the Falcons where I was like, I'm taking the under, but I think it's going over. So either way, I think I'm going to get this it was, right. It was Jacksonville because that's the week we got on your head about all this stuff. Yeah. Wait, what did I just say I was taking at 50? The under? I, I, <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, let me take – I'm going to take I'm gonna take the under. I'm going to take the under, and that's a completely just – my heart is telling me take the over. My head is taking me take the under telling me take the under so I'm going to take the under 50 in the Lions I just I think you know this this game is so it feels like every game with the Lions is a huge game because you're just and rightfully so like it's so hard to get sold on this team because of what they've done to you in the past I just think as we've said all all the podcast long it's a huge springboard game for this team if they're four and three and we're on here next Monday 
we got a completely different outlook on life versus if they're three and four. And even if they're three and four, the season's not over, obviously. But give me the Lions as dogs. I'm going to take the under 50 and just hope that all these things that we've seen from the Lions defense uh, is not just smoke and mirrors. I hope they get true font back. Is Justin Coleman going to play for this team ever again or no? He's still on IR. I don't know. We're going to have to see if they activate him at any Dude, point. Who is, the, who is the trainer on this team that all these guys have plastic hamstrings? What, what is the problem? Couldn't tell you. It's, we just, should, it's we... going around just NFL this year. It's definitely because they didn't have a training camp. That's fine. Yeah, hey, no, whatever. But I'll take the under. That guy's name, though. We should find out that guy's name. I'll take the under God, here. Come on, he's probably he's probably trying to make a nice living. And then Ryan Rabinowitz <laughs> is trying to get into size kitchen. Let's well, relax. I just I don't like the fact that everyone's out with the hamstring. But I'm gonna get burned on this fifty, and that's where the greatest streak in sports history is gonna end. Um, but that's it for the picks. That's Lions Colts uh, to end the show per tradition. Trent, you have a trifecta for us. I do. I hope, first, I hope there's a, some spooky, some spookiness in there. We got Halloween coming up this weekend. You read my mind. This is our last yes. show before Halloween. It, usually, I try to mix one sports question in there. Didn't do it this week. We got three Paul questions. Trent. But I want to do this first, just real quick, because we didn't talk about this. Todd Gurley scoring that touchdown is wildly ironic because yep. maybe you remember, maybe you don't. In 2018. With the Rams up 23-16 to 16 on the Lions with two and a half minutes in the fourth quarter, he had a walk-in touchdown. He decided to sit on it on the one-yard line, and it actually won the Rams the game. So a uh, little ironic in my opinion, but whatever. Life goes on. He's on my fantasy team. I loved it. Yeah, you got the best of both worlds. Loved it. The girly perfect. And then I'm assuming you have a line or two, correct? Um, I do not. I lost by 50 this week, too, oh, so – I had Stafford and fantasy football. I had. Stafford I won my FanDuel. I won my FanDuel head-to-head, and I had. Uh, I had no line. Oh, I had Swift. I had Swift. My line. My FanDuel head-to-head. Love it. Well, congratulations to Ryan Rabinowitz on the podcast. Thank you. Let's do the trifecta. First question. Both. It's it's kind of a stupid question, basic question. But are you dressing up for Halloween, and what are your plans? Rabs. Uh, I don't know. I I just I just cut you off, Rabs. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go, I'm so go, excited yeah. to talk. I just like couldn't get it. I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm gonna be for Halloween. I usually, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I've been disappointing in the Halloween department costume wise. I mean, Eric Taylor was pretty good. If you know what Friday Night Lights is, if you don't, it's kind of like a stupid one. But I don't know. I you I my junior year high school costume was Scooby Doo. It was a great costume. Oh, that is so good. Me and, me and my costume. buddies went to the Halloween store today. We were just like, yeah, you know those those stupid pop-up Halloween stores that come yeah, up? Spirit yeah, Spirit Halloween. Shout out. Spirit Halloween. We went there today, and that was one of the things we talked about. We said, should, me and George, we're like, should we be Shaggy and Scooby? That'd be pretty funny. Like, that would be pretty good. Yeah. But I digress, whatever. By the way, Eric Taylor, that's a great costume. I don't care what anyone says. but No, it it, 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 it breeds the right people. If it's you get, unique. like – it's unique. If you, if you get, like, a clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, you're like, no, what, that's my guy. Or that's my – like, that girl's sick. Like, she she knew what that was. Like, that, awesome. was that was hands down. You were all, the only guy on Michigan State's campus who wore that. And you might have been the only guy in the country who wore that costume. Well, going, going it's my – No, they're out there. They're I'll, I'll be out. honest. I don't know if they are. Co- Ryan Collins doesn't grow on trees. That's all I'm going to well, say. Well, my brother – it is my brother's costume. He's been Eric Taylor in the past, and I got it from him. <laughs> I'm not going to take full credit for it, so shout out my brother Kyle. But I have no idea. I don't know what my plans are. So, well, well, obviously, Michigan, Michigan State play on Saturday. So my plans directly hinge on the outcome of that game. 
So I'm not expecting Michigan State to win because that would be crazy. They're 25-point underdogs. But I kind of am. But I kind of am. Like, I'm not looking into Saturday any scenario where they don't win, if that makes any sense. Like, you know what? We're going to have a nice day. I'm going to make the – one of the bigger like upsets in the rivalry history, and then we're gonna have a great night. But I don't know. I I've been all talked about being Captain America, but if I just throw as Captain America and none of my friends throw as any superheroes, I can't do it. Even though I am a Cap, I am Cap. Okay, well I'm Hulk. Maybe we can do that. Uh, tr- Collins, you're more of a Hawkeye. You're more of like a secondary. That's the most like... insulting thing you could have said to me. <laughs> and I might get off Hey. Before Rams goes, we're going to stay on the Marvel topic here. I told my buddies today when we're in the Spirit Halloween store, I told them, I said, I, had a, I have a buddy who went as Black Panther last year, and he's Rest not black. Peace. Not that it matters. I'm just – whatever. Oh, it is. It is a – It is a. yeah. That's it's a, 2020. Yeah. It's 2020. But, yes, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But also, yes, you went as Black Panther. And I just yes, – Dude, he's awesome. I would go as him too. It doesn't and even you matter. Know what? You know he's what? He's so cool. All the black people loved it. The white people hated it. So, like, <laughs> they really – I am t- like I ran into another Black Panther who was, like, a black guy at Rick's, and he was like, dude, that's an awesome costume. And I'm like, <laughs> And we took a picture together. I, I got to find the picture. We took a picture together. It's great. Um, here's the thing with Halloween. Number one, I think, I think Ryan Rabinowitz is making his return. His, his first return as an alumni at Michigan State this weekend. Just for, just yeah, for well, you guys, weekend to do it. We're, we're going to have to discuss after the pod, but we might be getting together. It might be a little multi yeah. reunion. Though we are. I'm, I've already put yeah. in my plans. No. Well, so have I. I was <laughs> just saying. <laughs> already put it in the plans, boys. Okay, okay. Ben, Unless yeah, I get, like, COVID later. before that. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's, here's the problem. Is historically, college is the time to, if you're going to, like, buy Halloween costumes, college is the time to do it. Because, number one, in regular times, you're celebrating Halloween for like five days. Like, like do you see these girls that go out? They have like six different costumes that they go out in. Yeah. I'm just so cheap that I all every single year I walk into the Halloween store. Me and my buddies always walk into the Halloween store, and it's like a day before Halloween or the night of Halloween. And we're like, okay, let's find something. And there's like six costumes that are left, and they're all like forty-five, fifty, sixty dollars. And I'm like, you know what? I might just throw on a jersey and be Mike Madonna again for Halloween because yeah. I just can't – I can't get myself to pay the money to do it. So to answer the question, Trent, as he's now left the room on the Zoom call, which is disrespectful, I'm going to grill him. Here he comes. Trent, you just left? That, like, I'm, you didn't I'm, even hear I'm, my story. No, I'm, I heard it. I had the volume up high. I heard the whole <laughs> thing. But you didn't answer the question. I have, I have zero – I have zero idea of what I am going to wear for Halloween – because I wouldn't be wearing anything if I was staying home. So hopefully I get the okay of my, for my parents to go up and watch the, the biggest football game of the year with my friends. Um, I don't know. Because the thing is, is like, I'm going to be wearing state stuff on Saturday for the game. And then Saturday night, like, I know none of the bars are really open. And I don't know what the scene's going to be like. And I don't really care to risk it for the biscuit. So I don't know. I have, I have, I'm open to any ideas. Let's just keep I, I will be dressing up. I will say that. I just don't – I don't have, like, any plans. I just might just, like, buy a Captain America, like, costume, like, get, like, a sitzer and just hang out on my couch. Just ask Captain <laughs> America. Like, Ben Wyatt at the, like, in that Parts and Rec episode where he's, he just gets a Batman costume to treat himself. I'm going to treat myself to a Captain America costume. 
Okay. Well, okay. All right, cool. So I've got, I've got two ideas because uh, I might, you know, you might need more than one costume. You know, you just go out multiple times. I think this year you only need one since it's that, on a Saturday. That, I could be wrong. Yeah. That's what I said. It's on a Saturday and it's COVID, so you never know what's going to come up. But my ideas are I want to be Nikki Six from Motley Crue because I just love them. And no one, no one will know who that is, but it will just right. look – it will at least look like I'm a, I'm just like a rock star, whatever. I'm just like a, a like a crackhead. No, no, he was on heroin. Good crack. Uh, heroin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's better. Like, who's this guy that struck out on heroin? Oh no, he's the guy from Motley Crue. <laughs> no, that's exactly. But whatever. That's that's aside. My big plan is with my two buddies. We're gonna be Mario, Luigi, and Waluigi. That's just gonna be fun. Well, I know that's I know that's a very generic thing. Like people well, do like that. You got someone's gotta be Yoshi. You can't. Why Waluigi? Huh? Because you gotta. You know, you gotta meet my buddy Andrew, dude. He looks. Oh, he's huge. a tall. He is a tall fella. He's he tall. Waluigi's the lanky guy. Wario yes. is the fat guy. No, no. Walu Andrew looks just like Waluigi. You gotta see. You got him a chubby friend you can mix in Wario. Well, we I can tried. be Wario. Wario, the jury's out on Wario. But I'll Bowser. say this, Wario, maybe the best right-handed hitter in Mario Baseball. <laughs> he, well, well, dude, he just, he just plays the whole ballpark. He lets the ball yeah. come inside right. to him, takes it opposite field. Okay, well, the Tampa Bay Rays could use a little Wario in their lineup. Yes, they that's, could. Oh, whatever, whatever. All right, Uses all parts of the field. Sorry. But no, no, that's okay. Very, very good answers to the first question. We're only one-third of the way through the trifecta. I love this. I love – when the conversations are flowing. So here's question number two. And th this this could be a 30-second answer. This could be a five-minute answer. Do you like horror movies? Yes or no? No. Ooh. Zero. Hate them. No? Collins, explain. I, I don't. I'll never understand scary movies. It's like one of my things. Scary movies and roller coasters are the two things I will just – and it might just be because I've been grown up like a Freddy cat or something like that, maybe. But I just – I don't understand the appeal of it. Never have. Why would I spend my money trying to be scared? Next. When I can cool. spend my money enjoying a fantastic rom-com or well, fantastic, just a terrible Adam Sandler movie, but I will enjoy that. Well, you know, I like, just, know what? I had a few laughs. Yeah. That might have been the worst movie I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it. Ryan Collins might be the biggest rom-com guy that I know. Guy, rom-com yep. guy that I know, period. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love him for it. So that's, I love why, that's why I'm wondering, Brad, how do you feel about films. scary movies? Um, scary movies. So here's the thing. I, I enjoy Halloween. I think COVID's kind of ruined Halloween, to be honest with you this year. But either it way, it feels different. It does feel different. Yeah, I don't know how I mean, the kids are going to get their candy and, and whatnot. But either way, I think, they, I think question, they're doing it. I think it's just to be you know like, hey, yeah, we're going to put out, we're going to put out like a table. With no, like listen. Candy. You know what I? You know what I saw today? I saw they're making these at the Halloween store. They're making these like sticks with a plastic hand on it with a bag inside the hand, and you st you stick the stick out. They put it in. It's contact. It's contact with trick or treating. It's genius. I don't know how many people are actually going to use that shit. I, dude, I, I hope there's kids out. Here's the thing, though. My dad was saying, because my mom, we were talking about this at dinner last night. My mom's like, I don't know what to do for Halloween. Like, do I just like hand out candy or do I leave it on the porch? And my dad's like, in the last five years, we've had like six trick or treaters total. Come yeah, to the dude, house. that so is not going to matter. The numbers are down, dude. My mom. My mom is like was gets devastated. Like when I was in yeah, high school, the number dude, like it's sad, dude. No, but because like my neighborhood was, we were all generally like kind of the same age. So like the neighborhood kind of turns into an older neighbor, and then you don't get the trick or treaters. Yeah, and then you got the moms and dads like, yeah, I bought like all this can. I I went all out. I got full size Kit Kats, and no one's coming to the door. Like that. That's, that's gotta be demoralizing. 
That's how to be demoralizing. House, listen, I knew the Collins house was a full size candy warehouse. It's demoralizing, but it's no. My also- mom, my mom gets weird with it. She'll like be like, "Let's get cotton candy this year." Rolos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get cotton candy and let's get like sour skittles. Let's keep Wait, people oh, on their toes. Yes, Rabs. I gotta ask you real quick before we move on from this. Before I answer your actual question. Oh, oh yeah, go for it. Do you like horror movies? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> I, I I don't really like being scared. I hate roller coasters, as Colin said. I don't I haunted houses give me the heebie jeebies, but I'll like That's do not, it with friends. Ugh. And so like horror movies, I would never in my life watch a horror movie alone. But if I'm with someone else, I'll like get mentally hyped up to watch a horror. I enjoy it sometimes. I do. But you have to be with other people. And like you know, like this midsummer movie that everyone talks about, like I'd love to watch that, but I have no one to watch it with. And I get like it like ruins my night when like I watch horror movies. I just get scared and I can't sleep. But Yes. So yes, my no. roommates, my roommates give me an immense amount of crap for this. I there are a number of habits that I have in my life that are direct correlation with horror movies. I, what? I have a, You're a serial sh- killer. Listen, I have a clear shower curtain. If you've ever seen the movie Psycho, you know what I'm talking about. It, I don't it, think anyone's seen that. It's a, it's a classic, Collins. It's a classic. American it, Psycho. So yes. so uh, do you so do you like so you love horror movies, right? As a child, they were my least favorite thing in the world. And that is why I live the way I do. I check under my bed before I go to bed every single night. I secure the perimeter of my Dude, room. Dude, the dark is night. so scary. I look the in the closet. Is, I, look, <laughs> I look in the closet. I don't just look. I feel around. I close the closet. I have a clear shower curtain so no one stabs me while I'm washing my yeah. hair. I, there's a number of things. I lock my bedroom door every single night. There's a number of things I do that are direct directly correlated with horror movies and that's because i was a child and i would literally just look at the movie cases in walmart and get get like have nightmares about them i will say this my grandmother my sweet grandmother also lives on elm street in a city that i will not name that is that is a different (laughs) level that is a different level of fear because you wake up at three in the morning in in the middle of the night and you're like holy shit freddy krueger is going to tear me up right now and the other thing is this Right here, right now, as a 20-year-old man, 20-year-old young man, whatever, I love watching horror movies with my friends. Rabs, you nailed yeah. it. I will say that. Yeah. I, I, I cannot tell you the amount of times in the last two weeks that I've woken up and, and you know, completely mortified that leather face from Texas Chainsaws around yeah, the you corner. Yeah, you just make things up that are happening to you in your yes. room. And you always, I, I don't know if everyone does this. I doubt anyone else in the, on the planet does this, but I get up and I make sure there's no one in and then I can go to bed rest restfully. You know, I can actually Jeez, go to dude. bed. I know I'm horror movies are a different beast. Go to therapy. I'm telling you, horror movies are a different beast with me, but whatever. I, I just wanted to see if you guys liked them, but I hate them. I hate the dark on, dude. The dark, ugh. going down to your basement when it's dark is a bottom four uh, feeling yeah. in the world. It's uh, not, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're and it's like, it, like if it's at 11:30 and I go down to my basement because it's like kind of like a walkout and we're like in the woods. I sprint down there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's like 10 million people in the house. I sprint down there, get what I need, turn the lights back off, and then run upstairs. I yeah. sprint. Yeah. No. It, it doesn't matter if your basement's finished or unfinished. Whatever. Yeah. It it's is terrifying. It is terrifying because there's never after eight o'clock. You, you, unless you've been down there all night. It's tough. Like if you've been upstairs and it's like after eight o'clock, you're like, let's throw the basement. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> going on down there. Yeah, not gonna happen. 
not gonna not happen. Gonna, not gonna happen. But whatever, Rabs. This was the yes. thing I wanted to ask you when we were on the topic of Halloween yes. candy and kind of discussing. Yes. I don't know if you heard, but the Green and White Report this week, we talked the Sparty Awards was top four Halloween candies, and Hank pulled some random shit. He said a nut roll. Have you ever heard of a nut roll? I'm yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. But it's what isn't it like a payday though? It's like the same thing. I have no idea. But Collins and I were both convinced it was. I was like, that's not a real candy. And there also, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a nut roll I've ever seen in a Halloween. Like people, people that like that are like, oh, my favorite candy is a payday. Like that, dude. Like that's like those are serial killers. <laughs> Listen, like, oh, that's I, I, all my candies on my list, with the exception of Laffy Taffy, were chocolate with peanuts in some capacity. And I told Collins, I said that is my thing. And he asked me, he said, do you like paydays? Then I said, absolutely not, because there's no They're chocolate. Horrible. It tastes horrible. Collins, wait, Collins, what was yours? Because you don't like chocolate. What are I, I, I. I yes, I didn't. I do not like chocolate, so I, I let the listeners know that. I let them know it was Skittle. I had Skittle Starburst. What? Else? Oh, Skittle Starburst. You said so you're a big nerds. Like, you're nerds are my number one pick. I, I love nerds. And then so I had Co- a blow pop. Blow pop. So Collins so is like all of Collins' favorite Halloween candy is just like shit that your mom puts in your Easter basket. That's like <laughs> the candy. That he likes. Yeah, Trent, Trent. What was yours? Mine was. I think uh, Skittles is more of a Halloween candy. That's true. Versatile candy. Yeah, I think Starburst is an Easter candy. That's a good point. Trent, let me guess yours. Ready? Yep. You had Reese's? No. (laughs) (laughs) I gave them an honorable mention, though. I'll tell you what mine were. Mine were peanut M&M's, number one. Snickers, Snickers, number two. Then I had Laffy Taffy, number three, and Kit Kat, number four. So I guess the peanut M&M or the peanut chocolate combination was only for two out of four, but you get the picture. Whatever. So – we, we can talk about candy all day here on the Motown Run. We won't. We are two-thirds of the way through the trifecta. Let's keep the bus moving. Question number three, are cider donuts good? That Fantastic. is my question. Let, let, yes, well, okay, so Collins, yes. elaborate, first. elaborate first, Collins. There, are, are you talking about that you go to a cider mill and then you get cider, like donuts from said, a cider mill? Do you like cider? Let, let, me, let me rephrase the question a little bit. What, what are, is are cider is donuts? There a, are, are there like cider-flavored donuts? donuts? I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Cider donuts, like just the the standard, like you know, the 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 small circle, the little brown donuts that you just you get and you eat them with the cider, whatever. Fantastic. I could yeah. I could house maybe twenty. Let Easy. me let me rephrase the question a little bit because when we me and my buddies went to the cider mill last week, and I already kind of talked about this, but whatever, we went. It was a good time, but everyone got cider donuts except me. I got a I got donuts with sprinkles and and frosting on them. Okay, that's a psycho move. Dude, you well, idiot. I, Why don't you just go to Dunkin' Donuts then? Yeah, seriously. It was, Get a clue. Whatever. I'm asking you this. Are cider donuts, <laughs> like, good to the point where, like, you would eat that as your go-to donut as opposed yeah. to, like, another donut? Those are my go-to donuts. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Rabs, what do you think? So that's, so that's an interesting question. I'm glad you rephrased it because cider and donuts is an elite experience. I don't think I've ever had – See, that's the thing the, the, the sugar, like, cause some, so some cider mills do like, it's like coated in the granulated sugar yeah, and some, so it's good. The, some, it's the powdered Oof. sugar. I'm more of a granulated sugar guy. Yes. That's for, cause oh, you don't get donuts, get powdered donut balls, whatever. Repeat, repeat I will say though, said, the last no, he said he, he, I, he likes a granulated sugar better, right? 
I like the granulated sugar better than the powdered sugar because the powdered sugar, you can just go to Dunkin' Donuts and get it and whatever. But I don't think I've ever had like a cider mill donut outside of the months of October, November. And which is I, weird. I don't, I don't have donuts. I, I very, very, very rarely eat donuts. But if it's not like October or November or in, in sometime in the fall and I go like to a donut place, I'm not getting like, uh, like a cider mill type donut. No, but that's the best there is. I am the biggest proponent and people always call me crazy for this. I'm an old fashioned donut guy. When I go to Tim Hortons, like, yeah, yeah, like it's literally like a, like a cider donut or like a dry donut, dry donut, baby, old fashioned, <laughs> no sugar. I, and, and listen, to and, and I used to go to Tim Hortons before high school. Like I would get up early, go to Tim Hortons. I would spend like my lunch money on Tim Hortons instead of yeah, getting lunch. I, mom and dad would give me a 20. I go to Tim Hortons and hike up Notre Dame. No, yeah. no, no. I would spend like $200 I made in the summer all on Tim Hortons over the course of the year. So I would get a, I would get a breakfast sandwich and an old fashioned donut. Old fashioned. I'm a big donut guy. I love, I, I like every single donut except like obviously a chocolate glazed donuts, but I feel like donut guys, even if you like chocolate are chocolate donuts, I don't feel like are donuts. Like, well, they don't have the like same cake. vibe. It's like, cake. yeah, like, you know what I mean? They're not even a donut. Yeah. Well, let me say this, and, and maybe we'll, when we see like each other. Like an apple fritter? Come on. Those things are unreal. When we all see each other Saturday, I might have a little gift for you guys because I'm not a big cider donut guy, but I will say this. My Powder aunt, donuts? My, my sweet Aunt Mary Joel, my Uncle Chad, they own a restaurant in Holland, Michigan called Cranes in the City, and it is a fa- they, make, they make these cider donuts. They're fantastic. They're my favorite. Those are the only cider donuts I'll eat. I don't eat cider donuts from any other place, any other cider mill, any other store, any Tim Hortons, what have you. It doesn't matter to me. If I'm not eating a donut that has frosting and sprinkles on it, I don't want it unless it's a cider donut from Cranes of the City. So I'll try to pull some strings. I'll see if I can get oh, you guys dude. to try some on Saturday. But dude, I, I respect that. It, it's, no, it's, I am not a cider donut guy, but always support the Cranes. family. Support the family business, and it's fantastic. Cranes Donuts. If you've ever been to SBS on Michigan State's campus, like during the game day, and they have the free QD little donut holes, it is, and they got like the free cider too. It is like one of the best perks. I'm like, I didn't even buy anything here. I just, <laughs> I just got 15 donut holes. I feel great. Now. Yeah, I need to get to I'm, the cider mill. I haven't been yet. So mad. I'm bitter. Well, you bitter still got time. It. It's only it's still October, still actually. Yeah, I know. It's almost over though, October, dude. What? Yeah. But no, not crazy. before we see each other on October thirty-one. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah, I can't we wait to just like not see each other. Is. Well, see that no. <laughs> Rats I always is gonna say, come up. Trent no, I, I just have to I get the. Know. I just have to get. See, I can already. I can already tell that when I tell my parents, like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to East Lansing and see my friends for." To watch the game, I'm going to get, like, my dad's going to be like, you know the cases are going back up, right? I don't need you going up there. And just I just assumed that because I stepped foot in East Lansing, I was instantly going to get COVID, which is just not the case. So, at the very – I mean, we I don't – well, come on. It's not that bad. I'm up there. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. At the very least, we got to watch – because that's the thing is, like, I got buddies up there that, like, I got a couple – I got a – one of my buddies is in medical school up there. And he like he lives in a studio apartment. He sees no one ever. So I need to go make sure he's alive. So I might watch State with him. Not, no one cares about this actually on the podcast, but we should watch yeah, the yeah. Sunday at the very. This is this is for after the pod. It's for after. Yeah. The pod. All right. Are we done? <laughs> now that everyone knows my weekend plans. I think we're done. Let's let's talk about it.
later. Okay. All right. Well, that is going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New episodes every single week. Happy Halloween. Wash your hands. Stay safe. See you next time.